welcome to I'll Marry You, a podcast with me, Olivia Coleman, full of tips and tricks from the UK wedding scene, interviews with industry experts, and a whole lot of oversharing. It's the 27th of February, 2024, and you're listening to Olivia Coleman. I just want someone else to introduce me. I just think that would be really fun. Drew, producer Drew, can you do that next time? I mean, I introduced myself at the beginning, obviously, pre-recorded, but I would quite like someone else to introduce me. So we can make that happen. Could we, you know, on the lifts in some of the tubes in London, you have celebrity voices. Could we make that happen? Is there like some, there's bound to be some sort of AI thing, isn't there? Where you can type in a sentence and a celebrity voice says it, like Morgan Freeman or something. Like a really recognisable voice. I can't do any accents, particularly apart from Moira and Schitt's Creek. So I wouldn't be any good at, at doing it. I, I, oh, not even talking, not even making sense, are you? Am I? Oh my God, I've only had one coffee. I'm sipping my coffee as I record. And also I have I have slight sniffles, which is not conducive to a, a top-notch uh, podcast recording. So I apologise in advance to you all for having to listen to me sort of sporadically, you know? It's not, it's not attractive, is it, on any level? How are you? Hmm? How are you? How has your week been? I'm very surprised I've not been cancelled. Because last week's episode, we spoke about some outrageous things. Primarily, my husband's penis. And he he wasn't mad at me, but he wasn't thrilled. Although I did point out that I was speaking about it in in a complimentary fashion. Um, And actually, it was Cousin Al that spoke about it first. It was Cousin Al that brought it up. Which is good, because normally I'm the only one that brings it up, you know. But I'm happy to share the load. Oh, this is all getting quite filthy quite early on. (laughs) I am sorry. Thank you for your patience, because this week's episode is coming out a bit later than usual. And what's really exciting is because the reason it's coming out later than usual is because I'm literally recording it today, right now, as it's happening on Tuesday, the 27th of February, 2024, at 12, 11. That's fun. Um, because I could have said, I could have done a pre-recorded episode this week, but I didn't want to. I wanted to do something live because today I've, I've already, even before 10.30 this morning, I did something for the first time. Anal. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, I'm not normally this filthy, by the way. I kind of reserve my filth for the podcast, so I'm really, really sorry. Um I know for a fact that some family friends listen to this every week. So Gillian, I apologise. But I did something this morning for the first time and it was wonderful and um, emotional and interesting. And I wanted to, to experience it firsthand and then rush home and tell you all about it. So it's fresh in my mind. And then you can hear about it on the day it actually happened. It's like live TV, isn't it? Um, so yeah, so I'm excited to, to sit back and tell you all about what I did this morning, which was to attend the legal registrar-led ceremony of one of my own couples. So I am marrying 
the gorgeous Claire and Phil in a few weeks' time at Kin House, which is one of the most incredible wedding venues in the world, I think. <laughs> it just so happens to be about half an hour from me, from home. It's um, on the outskirts of Chippenham, which is in the southwest, I suppose. You know I'm not really good at geography. Anyway, it's this most gorgeous venue. It's still quite fresh. I think it's only in its second year, but it has just become the go-to place. It's the most beautiful old manor house. I've spoken to you about it before on the podcast. And the decor, the decor and the interiors and the attention to detail is is seriously second to none. It's the most stunning venue. Anyway, Claire and Phil are gorgeous people and they live quite locally to me. So when they booked me, Claire and I um, got on the phone straight away and just instantly felt like I'd known her forever. Just really clicked straight away, which was so lovely. And then because they're quite local to me, I got to go meet them for their planning meeting um, at their house, which I think is always quite nice to sort of see their space and meet their gorgeous dog, Nelly. And um, and they're just lovely. And we just got on really, really well. And we just click. So they um, they sent me a message. Claire sent me a message a couple of weeks ago and said, "I we are getting married legally. We're having the legal ceremony uh, in Trowbridge Town Hall, which is where I live. And um, we'd really like it if you would be one of our witnesses. How lush is that? I wept a little because at the time of reading the message, I was very hungover. But I was like, oh, my God, that's so incredible. And she said, because you're such a big part of our, our wedding day, so to speak, at Kin House, we want you to be part of this as well, which is oh, honestly, no one's ever asked me to be a witness before. Uh, which I'm not judging you for, you know. I mean, there's now a standard has been set. So if you want to be my favourite couple, then we all know what you have to do. But it was it was so lovely to be asked. And so that was a few weeks ago. So I was very excited. I was quite nervous. Why was I nervous? I don't know. So I got up this morning, tightened my bra straps like I was going into battle, you know. Um, I put my slap on. I put my slap on before the school run, before dropping Lola off at nursery. And I was really excited because I've never, I never have makeup on when I do the school run, ever. And I'm normally wearing my gym kit because I go to the gym straight after school run, but not like a matching gym kit, like plain black leggings and then one of my husband's t-shirts that probably got like grease stains on them. Like it's not a fancy gym kit at all. So I look like arse basically every time I do the school run and I was excited because I was like, right, okay, I haven't got time to waste. So I'm going to do my, put my makeup on before the school run. And, and then, you know, people are really going to be like, wow, you know, who is this vision <laughs> as opposed to the homeless woman that turns up most of the time. No one was bloody there. I even got there early. I even left in plenty of time for the optimum viewing. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. I don't look that good. I just got some makeup on. But no one was bloody there. And then as I dropped her off, I came back out and I said to the woman on the gate, um, I'm disappointed. No one's here to see me. I've got some makeup on for the first time ever and there's literally not a parent in sight. And she laughed. And then as I turned around, do you know who was there? The fit dad. There's one fit dad. I mean, I'm sure there are more, but I've only spotted the one. The, the one fit dad. I'm not going to lie to you. He did give me a second look. <laughs> he did. And I don't know if it was like, who is this person I've never seen before? Obviously, caveat, happily married over here. But it's quite nice to have a second look from the fit dad, isn't it? So that was lovely. That was a lovely little surprise treat last minute. Came home. 
Got myself a coffee, changed into my fancy togs, didn't I? I said to Claire, like, what? I said, what are you wearing? What do I wear? I don't know what to wear to this legal ceremony. Do I dress up? Do I like, I don't know. She was like, wear whatever you want. I'm going to be wearing a little fun little white dress. Um, but honestly, like whatever, you, look nice, but like whatever you feel comfortable. And normally, like I say, I'm just wearing my gym kit. So I tightened my bra straps and put on some matching underwear. I did wear clothes as well because I didn't want the attention to be fully on me. Um, so Trowbridge Town Hall is actually quite nice, but we walk in and <laughs> it's like this massive open space with the library off to the left, offices straight ahead and the registrar offices and all of the old townie hall bit to the right. It's quite a modern area that you walk into first so you walk in I'm not I kid you not as I walked in outside there was an air ambulance um vehicle and I thought to myself either someone's like had a serious accident there's been a death which wouldn't be ideal or there's some sort of show and tell scenario going on so I walked into this town hall and there must have been about 200 kids all wearing high vis and it was like a science day thing and I realised then there was like buses outside the town hall and yeah, about 200 kids who were so loud and so hyper and there was like a man dressed up as an astronaut and there was science experiments going on. I think Dyson had delivered something to illustrate something, I don't know, but it was quite funny. And then Claire and Phil um, turn up with her sister Natalie, who's going to be the other witness. And we go and sit. Oh, I just remembered I forgot my brochure. Oh, bugger, I stole one of their brochures. I'll go back and get another one. Um, and we sit down and it's like, it's just a, some sofas off to the side of the town hall. So I'm obviously, you know, um, looking at the science fair that's going on because that's very exciting. Um, Phil and Claire looked so lovely. They looked so lovely. Phil was wearing like a blue um, shirt, blue blazer and, and uh, beige sort of smart chino trousers he looked he looked really smart but not like wedding smart is that rude I don't know <laughs> he looked lovely and Claire who's gorgeous um gorgeous blonde hair perfect perfect slim little body uh, was wearing this white mini dress with a feathered cuff and you know how I feel about a feathered cuff I feel nothing but positivity and she had a little flower bouquet that she'd got from a maness and just put some ribbons on herself and she'd got little blue heels and oh they just looked they look perfect. They look so, so lovely. And the other witness, her sister Natalie, was really wonderful as well. So we sit down and the registrar, well, I thought she was the registrar. I can't remember her name. But she came out and she was like, <laughs> very sweet. And she was like, um, oh, welcome, Claire and Phil, to your wedding. And, and who are the witnesses? Can I take your full names to go on the paperwork? So I said, you know, I came up first and obviously I'm gobby cow over here I said oh Olivia Coleman well that really tickled her didn't it oh you're in that film with all the swear words yeah I am yeah I am thanks um I felt like a spy I felt like why on earth would she know who Olivia Coleman is apart from the other Olivia Coleman but I felt like I don't know I felt quite naughty just being there like across enemy lines um and then, so she took our names, the two witnesses, and then she explained, she said that she was the celebrant and her colleague was the registrar. So I thought, that's strange. What does that mean? And I think what that means is that you always have two with a legal ceremony. There's always two. One refers to themselves as a celebrant and one is the registrar. The registrar does the legal bit and the celebrant does 
as they called it, the fluff. So they do the speaking bit and the registrar just sort of sits there and signs the document and things. So she was the celebrant for the day. So she took off the bride and groom to a separate room to have a legal interview. Those were her words. And she's like, we're just going to go through a few things, ask a few questions. She explained that, um, you know, we have to check the spelling on all the names and everything else because once they're legally married, it goes up on the internet like within minutes. And then you'd get your marriage certificate in the post in about seven to 10 working days. I was really paying attention, clutching onto my brochure. I felt like my dad who just went to a Rohan shop. I was clutching onto the goods. And um, seven to 10 days. But if you spell your name wrong, it's a bit of a nightmare to then have to get another wedding marriage certificate and all the rest of it. Um, So she was like, we're just going to go through the logistics, the practicalities and make sure that everything is as it was during your last interview. So many interviews. So they went off for this interview and then we were called in and we walked through. It was quite, it was really nice. It was very clean. And obviously with registrar offices, council offices, they change like hugely. They're hugely um, different. You know, I I have been to legal ceremonies in Bath before and the the spaces in Bath to get legally married are stunning. Um and Trowbridge has a really lovely one as well. But Claire and Phil had chosen the sort of most minimalist option. Um, so we walked through this corridor that did feel slightly clinical. I'm not going to lie. And then I noticed on the wall was a TV screen with n- lots of names. So I, in my, I would honestly, I'd make a terrible bloody spy. So I said to the woman, the celebrant, for want of a better phrase, oh, what's that? And she explained that... Um, there is always going to be a screen up illustrating the names of people who are getting married within that district. So not necessarily in that council office, but it could be at a venue nearby, but they've given um, notice. So they've given notice of their marriage and it's left up there for, I think she said 28 days. And the idea is, and this is a bit more, this was a bit more prevalent years ago and now it sort of doesn't really happen, but traditionally archaically um the idea is is that anyone off the street can go in have a look at the people's names of those who are intending to get married and if they have any reason to object they can so i thought well that's odd because you'd go i mean i i was tempted to go in just because you know there's nothing on the telly that day just go in and be like oh do you know what actually richard and i are already married or i know um Sarah and she's all right (laughs) she does like what constitutes a a legitimate reason to object to a marriage I don't know but so it's still there so on this tv screen you've got the name the surname their date of birth their sex which now that's interesting because these were all male and female well I wonder what they would put I suppose they would put non-binary wouldn't they um the condition so that means you're single not you know whether you're dyslexic or not um the occupation they they put the occupation. What have we got here? <laughs> Good thing I didn't have to sign an NDA. <laughs> Heavy goods vehicle driver, supervisor, health carer, driving instructor. Period of residence. So that's how long you've lived in the district. Um, church or other building uh, or residence where the marriage is to be something. Can't read that. Um so that would be that would say either like Trowbridge Registry Office or the Roman Baths or 
whatever venue you're getting married in. Um, and then your nationality. So all this information is just up there for the world to see and object to, which is strange. So then we walked into the room where the wedding was going to happen. Very, and like, like I say, I can't stress this enough. I'm just giving you my opinion and my point of view. And it was so interesting to me because I'd not, I've only done a legal ceremony, been witness to one once. And that was quite a while ago. And that was quite a different vibe. This was very much, I I think, the style in which a lot of my couples get married, which is the most simple way possible when they do it legally. Um, and often at a time like a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m., because that's when they do it at the, at the registry offices. Um, because obviously at more desirable times, two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday or Saturday, that's when all the registrars are out of venues. Um, so if you're having a celebrant ceremony, nine times out of 10, you're going to have a very simple service at the registry office themselves. So the room was pretty small, um, kind of like a nice office. I mean, I can say that because when I, walk, <laughs> when I walked in, Claire the bride was like, welcome to my office. I was like, oh, it's lovely, it's lovely. Um, and so there were two women from the council, the celebrant uh, and the registrar. And then there was the bride and groom. And then there was myself and Natalie, the witnesses. And we sat down on the sofa. And the in, in this occasion, Claire and Phil had, had opted for the most minimal wording and the sort of bare, basic, legal, required statements. So it was, the whole thing lasted 10 minutes max. And that included signing the document and that included us having photos, um, which we just took on our phones, photos with each other. So it was really, really short. Um, what was funny was that I did, I felt really uncomfortable like sitting there knowing that I was the one that was hosting, officiating their ceremony. So straight away as we went in, um, the their version of the celebrant was like, oh, welcome to what we you know, what we all know is the real ceremony. Uh, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> we all just giggled nervously. They knew that they were having a celebrant ceremony in the future, but they didn't know that it was the person sat there was the celebrant. Um, so she was like, this is the ceremony that really matters, the legal one. And I find that interesting because I don't, I mean, they all say that. I know that all registrars say that because my couples tell me that they all get a bit about celebrant ceremonies. And that's fine because, you know, they obviously believe in the legality of marriage to that extent. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it, would they? So I, that's absolutely fine. But what I find it interesting because they obviously consider the real ceremony to be the legal ceremony. But the ceremony that they had today had absolutely no personalization at all. It lasted, the ceremony itself lasted probably five minutes, if that actually, um, in an office space, a nice office space with some lovely faux flowers, but it was, and they were lovely women, but it was, so it's interesting to me that they determined that as the real ceremony. Whereas I would argue, obviously, that the real ceremony is the ceremony where you feel like you're getting married and you feel the adrenaline and the nerves and you hear your story and you're there in front of all your loved ones. I mean, having said that, Claire and Phil did feel quite nervous and I felt really emotional as well. I mean, the whole ceremony was completely void of emotion in terms of what the celebrant was saying, but it was still... Maybe it's just because we care about them as people and they care about what they're doing, but it was still a really, 
it was a lovely moment to be a part of and it was still emotional. Um, interestingly enough, at the end, they said that the the only wording that was completely legally binding was, for argument's sake, I, Olivia, Isabel Coleman, take you, Christopher, Stephen Hemsworth to be my wedded husband. So th- that that sentence, that is the legal bit. Isn't that interesting? You'd think like, I don't know, I, I, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was a whole spiel, but no, it was just that sentence. So she literally, the whole thing lasted a few minutes and she was like, you know, welcome here today. It's very meaningful. It's very lovely, blah, blah, blah. Um, do, do you, are you here to, are you able to take so-and-so to be a wife? I am. So-and-so to be a husband? I am. And then they they looked at each other. She made them look at each other. I don't know if that's a thing or just a nice touch. I don't know. And then they had to repeat that sentence. Like, I, Olivia Coleman, take you to be my wedded husband. Um, and then they signed the marriage certificate. And then we signed the marriage certificate. I hadn't practiced my signature. Isn't that funny? I very rarely have to write my signature nowadays. And I feel like I need to practice it when I do. They both <laughs> referred to, at one point, that their celebrant was like, you know, you, you've, you've chosen a very quick ceremony because you're going to have... Um, the the other ceremony at Kin House later in the year, uh, which is lovely, you know. So it's really it's just the legal things we're going to say here today, because everything else apart from the legal things is what we like to call. And at the same time, they went fluff, <laughs> and we did laugh because it was funny. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Though I wonder what they would think. I feel like they'd be mad if they knew that I was a celebrant. I don't know. It make, I feel a bit naughty just telling you all about it today. To be honest, I feel like I'm being a bit. Am I being naughty? I don't know. It's happening. <laughs> it's too late now. But the whole thing was, it was really interesting. And then it was, and then she said, I, at the end, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Or you are now legally married. I can't even remember the wording, to be honest, because I was sort of in the moment. But, and then they kissed. No rings were exchanged. They didn't even have to kiss, but they did because it was a lovely moment. But no rings were exchanged, which is interesting. And it was literally bride and groom myself and another witness and then you just sort of sign the paperwork have a few pictures and say thank you very much have a nice day and off you go through the science fair and out the door and then we took some pictures and we just went for a lovely coffee together and they've gone off for a night and and I'm at home (laughs) talking to you lot so it was it was surreal and I said to them I said to the bride and groom before they went in I said are you nervous and they were like a little bit I don't yeah a little bit and then afterwards over coffee I was like do you feel any different now and they said not really, because we, you know, they own property, they own a dog, like they essentially for all intents and purposes have felt married for years now. So they didn't feel different. But Claire said to me that she felt it was all very surreal. And it was quite strange. And the, the whole concept of it and like going into an office space. And she said like, they were really, really lovely women. And they were, they were really sweet. But they weren't it's it's just different it's different and it doesn't feel as special I don't think if I'm being totally honest it doesn't and um but it but then it still did I don't know it was it was fascinating I should probably have given myself more time to digest it and run it through my head before I recorded a podcast about it (laughs) but I wanted to come and tell you about it straight away because I just it was really really interesting and I'm really glad that I did it um And congratulations to Claire and Phil. And I will see you in a few weeks for the real ceremony. 
So I've had a really fun DM this week uh, from Simon, who is married to Jack. Hello, both. And Simon writes, Dear Olivia, we got married last year, but we still listen to your podcast. We, we just think it's fab. We went to a wedding over Christmas time and they had a game of wedding trivia questions. And I thought it would be fun to ask you some. Oh, God. <laughs> Kind of like a Mr. and Mrs. They had it on the table and it was a great way of breaking the ice. Thanks again. Love, Simon. Brackets. And Jack. Brackets. Jack doesn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) He doesn't give a shit. (laughs) Okay, this is fun. I like this. I'm in two minds about things like games and things. Because you know I don't like forced entertainment at a wedding. But I do think if done right, it's quite a fun way to break the ice. So Simon's then listed a few questions. And it is like Mr. and Mrs. So basically the answer would be me or my husband. So question, who is the best at keeping secrets? Me. (laughs) I feel like that's a dangerous one to admit. But James told me when he was going to bloody propose for heaven's sake, I'm very good at keeping secrets. I haven't told him about fit dad. So that's on. Who is the worst driver? Me. The man's a mechanic. Like he races cars for fun. So we'll give him that one. Who is the better cook? Me. He can't cook. He can't cook. Uh, what what weird habits does the bride have? I'm not telling you. Because <laughs> I don't have weird habits. I have disgusting habits, if I'm honest. I do. And I'm never, ever going to tell you. Like, I'm, I'm honest, but I also want you to be able to look me in the eye. What weird habits does the groom have? Oh, loads. Weird, though. I don't know if he has any weird habits. I could list his habits that drive me around the frickin' bend. Who is more adventurous? Me. 100%. We both like to be at home and stuff, and we're both quite homebodies, but I would say, generally speaking, I'm more adventurous. Who takes charge in the relationship more? Me, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think that's quite, maybe I'm being um, generalising too much, but I would I would imagine that in male-female relationships, quite often the female takes charge a bit more. Maybe that's naughty of me to say. And who takes longer to get ready? Me, obviously. Men just shit, shower and shave and they're done. Like, it takes me hours. Actually, it doesn't take me that long. But, you know, it turns out you can polish a turd. You just have to take your time doing it. (laughs) That was fun. Thanks. I loved that DM. Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world. If you find this podcast even remotely helpful or moderately entertaining, share with all your friends and family. You can DM me any questions, queries, if you want to share any stories on the podcast Instagram at I'll Marry You Podcast. Get in touch. I want to hear all your tall tales. See you soon. I'll Marry You is a podcast by Olivia Coleman. The music is Mr. Sunnyface by Wayne Jones and the show is produced and edited by Drew Toynbee.